Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Thank you so much for joining me today for this week's guest podcast episode. Today, I'm joined by none other than Caitlin Baker of Bridal Hair by Caitlin bridal hairstylist, educator, and member of the Modern Salon Artist Connective. She's also a mother of two with a following of over 32,000 followers on Instagram and creator of the BHBK Academy, teaching bridal hairstylists stunning modern boho hairstyles. In today's episode, we cover so much about running a bridal business, motherhood, and how it impacts how we view and approach our businesses plus some fun stories on crazy past weddings and how important it is to feel seen in this industry. You are not alone in this, my friend, so come listen as we dive in and keep your ears peeled for the little cool Dakota in the background, because what would a podcast episode on balancing motherhood with running your own business be without an adorable little guest star joining us after their nap? Let's get to it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining me today. And thank you to Caitlin with Bridal Hair by Caitlin. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to talk to you today about uh, the topic of balancing motherhood with being a bridal hairstylist um, or makeup artist or working with brides in the beauty uh, industry. So um, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. I'll have you kind of introduce yourself to uh, the listeners today, just in case they're not uh, familiar with who you are and what you do. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Caitlin. I have been a hairstylist since 2009. That is crazy when I think about that because in my head, I am still 24. I am not 24. (laughs) Um, I used to just work full-time behind the chair. I was doing all of the services that you can imagine except men's cuts. I refused to do men's cuts. But (laughs) I was doing everything and I used to always say like, man, I wish I could just do extensions in bridal. Like I could just feel that that was where my passion was. And back Mm -hmm. in, let's say like, looking at 2012 timeframe, it wasn't common like it is now to specialize in something. It was crazy. If you said, oh, I'm just going to do weddings, people would look at you like, what are you talking about? Uh, even extensions, extensions weren't you know huge back then. And I ended up um, taking a little break from the salon just for mental health purposes. Honestly, I was just burnt out. And I think when you are in an mm-hmm. atmosphere where you are just doing services all day, every day that you don't I don't want to say don't enjoy. Like I love color. I love transformations. I love taking someone from dark to blonde like I did on myself and then just went back red. Uh-huh. Waste of time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think it was like I could just feel that that wasn't where my passion was and I was dreading. I mean like 
I would get sick and be like, thank you, God, you know, dreading going into work every day. Mm -hmm. And I took a break, ended up uh, marrying my ex-husband, who was not that great, but I had a very great daughter out of that. And Uh when she turned one, conveniently enough, all of my old clients uh, were getting engaged and they were messaging me like, hey, so I know you're not doing hair right now and you've been on a little break, but will you do my wedding hair? And it kind of just, in a matter of a couple of months, went from like one person asking me to multiple people asking me. And then I was like, all right, I think this is it. I, you know, I always wanted to do only bridal and I think this is my transition into it. And within a year, it went from like a couple weddings to like, okay, this is like a thing thing. Like I could Mm -hmm. totally do this. Simultaneously, um, I was building Instagram up and it was funny because back then I was filming a lot of tutorials and like I had 200 Uh followers. Like they didn't care, but I was filming these tutorials and I would have other vendors be like, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, you're sharing all your tips and tricks. And like, I just didn't care. I just enjoyed it. And Mm -hmm. so as I was doing that, it was like I didn't realize I was building an education side of my business at the same time as building my actual like bridal business. Uh And um, it gave it two or three years. And before I knew it, you know, it just turned into what it turned into and it blew up and then COVID happened and it got chewed up and spit out (laughs) like everybody's business did. And Mm -hmm. – it's kind of a blessing in a way because I was actually terrified of education two years ago. Uh, I used to have people – so I want to say the end of 2019, I had a lot of people asking me, okay, are you going to start teaching? Like, I will I will come to your house. I will do a class. And I was lying like, no. Like, I'm not, I was just scared. I didn't really think I – I don't know. It was a weird thing of like – I was like, ah. Not qualified for this, like yeah, nobody An actually imposter knows. syndrome. Exactly. Okay. Am I I'm like, really good enough to do this and yes. actually charge for it? Yes, imposter syndrome is the worst. And I remember, mm-hmm. like, a couple years ago, I would listen to you know, like, beauty YouTubers talk about it. I'm like, ah, oh, shut up. Like, you know, that's not a thing. And now I'm yeah. like, oh, it's a thing. Like, but my thought process on that is like it's just you being mean to yourself. You know, nobody knows mm-hmm. whether you're actually qualified or not. So just roll with it. So yeah. um, I ended up – I started teaching classes and then COVID happened and I got hit very hard with COVID cancellations. I think that mm. – I remember in April of 2020, I remember when – I was still living in Virginia at the time Uh because the Virginia-Georgia move was a weird thing that happened so quickly because of COVID. So I wasn't going to move to Georgia until December of 2020. Um, I was going to finish out my year in Virginia. Mm -hmm. At that time, I was keeping my book only one year out just for like mental purposes. Like Mm -hmm. my whole thing is if they want to book with me, they'll book with me. The brides that are meant to be mine will be mine. So even if I like squeeze down my window, I wouldn't say to do that now. But back then, Uh my thought process was "Eh, it's a year or whatever. Um, So I wasn't going to move until December 2020. I was going to finish on my weddings. I remember my last wedding was like December 12th or something like that. And that following weekend, I was going to – me and my daughter were going to move down to Georgia and April like 15th, whatever day it was that the Governor Northam or however you say his name is, yeah. closed Virginia mm-hmm. down for two months. I remember this. It was like mm-hmm. he announced we're closing through June and like everybody else was like two weeks and our governor was like, no, 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 no. Yep. Yep. I we're, remember that. Yes. I'm it was crazy. <laughs> we're going to do two months. And I was like, okay. 
And then I remember the next like three days, my emails blew up and I was fully booked every weekend from Mm -hmm. April through September, right? Yeah. After he announced that, every single one of my weddings from April to September 1st canceled. My whole year, like half of my whole year was gone. So then I was like, well, damn, maybe I should just move now. Like what's the point? You know, there's no point in staying here. Uh-huh. We'll move her and I will move down to live with my boyfriend fiance. We call each other husband and wife. We're not legally married yeah. yet, but get back to me in a month. Um, <laughs> you know, we're gonna move down anyway. Let's just do it now. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just travel back up in September for whatever remaining uh-huh. weddings that we have. Uh, don't ever recommend anybody do that, but I wanted to honor it. I wasn't going to. In theory, my deposits back then were only a hundred dollars, so like I could have. Uh-huh. Could have refunded everybody, but morally it felt just dirty. Charging uh-huh. them like a travel fee felt dirty. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to suck it up, silently mm-hmm. be miserable, driving 10 hours back to Virginia for free and do yep. these weddings and turn around. And I think once September hit, it was only like eight or nine weddings. Like my whole year just crumbled. So I got lucky because in the process, it was like as my wedding business fell to the floor, my education business skyrocketed it. And then I had a little bit of a surprise pregnancy in the mix of it. So it was like Mm. all this chaos, but I think it worked out beautifully because it was like, I could kind of feel starting to get overwhelmed with weddings and the COVID brides and all of that stuff. So like once we found out Mm -hmm. Coda was coming, I was like, okay, Coda's first year of being born I'm not going to book anything and then we'll go from there. So that is where we are right now. That is a very drawn out explanation. I am so sorry. (laughs) No, that's okay. It's really interesting to hear how people's uh, businesses have evolved because I feel like so many people go through a similar transformation, Um, you know, and I, and I like how you kind of brought up how things shifted when you got pregnant with your son and your Mm -hmm. decision to say, okay, no, the first year of his life, this is what life is going to be like. And I think a lot of people don't feel that they have that ability or that option. They see Mm -hmm. it as, well, if I'm not working, 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 what else am I going to do? What other value can I provide to my family? I can't take that much time off to be a mom. And I think a lot of people kind of fall into that mindset trap of like some horrible thing is going to happen to their business if they put their family first. Yeah. Um, I think I got – I also understand like I'm in a very lucky seat. Like my mm – well, just I hate saying boyfriend. My engagement ring is hidden in this house, so I hate it. I'm like, "Eh, I don't want to say (laughs) that yet. But um, he has a very good job, so it obviously gave me the opportunity to – not have to stress too much on that from a financial aspect. But on the other Mm -hmm. end, I am not somebody that has the ability to just sit on a couch, not do something. Uh Like I feel like I – and this is the same thing I did with my daughter. Like I needed – back when she was little, I needed Mm -hmm. an ability to make money but also Mm -hmm. still be her mom full-time. And like this was the perfect opportunity. Be with her during the week. Go do – stuff on the weekend. So I think that I am so lucky and I like count the blessings on when I found out we were having CODA, it was an absolute shock. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was like, okay, I wanted to go into education. I've been scared to fully dive into it. And this is like the, hey, you're going to go do that now. And I think that another thing too, and I get a lot of questions about 
motherhood and balancing it and everything. And I always had the mindset of your career will always be there for you. What is meant to be yours will be yours. But absolutely, that time with your kids won't. Like yep. you, really, I know everyone says you get 18 years with them. No, you get them until they're teenagers and then they're yelling at you because exactly. you won't let them stay out late. So when they're little, embrace it as much as you can because you mm-hmm. will have, you know, an exponential amount of time to build whatever it is that you want to build career-wise. Yeah. I mean, I kind of fell into the whole bridal industry itself because of my kids. And I did not want to go back to working in an office when I had my first. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll do cosmetics retail because I grew up in the retail industry. My mom was in it for years. My older sister, who was my guardian, was a cosmetics department manager. And so I was like, I know this. I, I feel mm-hmm. comfortable. I feel confident. I can do this. And then I actually worked it and realized that it fucking sucks yeah. ass. Like it's horrible. Um, so I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? And so I started doing weddings here and there. People that I would meet at the makeup counter would ask me and be like, hey, you know, uh, can you come do my wedding this weekend? And so I started doing it little by little. And then my husband and I had a cross country move. We moved to Virginia from Florida mm-hmm. and it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? So I, I worked for a few months uh, at Macy's in uh, D.C. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it sucks even worse here. It's like, a lot of bougie were, high maintenance. <laughs> yeah, these were – well, this store was like so like credit cards. Like they oh. didn't care if you were selling makeup. They wanted you to open credit cards, yeah. like two credit cards a day. And I was Gosh. like, look, people are coming to buy a fucking mascara. They don't want a credit card. Yep. If you want to be a bank, be a bank. You're a retail store. Focus on selling shit. Correct, yeah. So it drove me crazy. And finally, I just told my boss off and was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to focus on my wedding business. And so I got pregnant with my second and was like, well, I'm too sick to be standing on my feet for yep, eight or 10 hours a day anyway. Yep. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to stay home during the week while my husband is working. And then when he's home on the weekends, then I'll go work and we'll split our time. And that way I was able to still kind of focus on being a full-time mom to my two kids. And then my husband was like, okay, these are your two days a week. You know, this is your responsibility. Um, And thankfully I have a really incredible husband who's a wonderful father and, mm-hmm. and super supportive. And he was like, okay, fine. Cause I kind of did the math on it too. And I was like, I can pay can make- for two kids yeah. in daycare and, and net like what, 50 bucks at the end of the week. Yeah. No, not worth it. Yeah. yeah. Plus so. if you know, if you, I don't like saying if you build your wedding business, right. But uh-huh. you could make more money in two days than you could in a whole week. Oh, absolutely. That was a huge, uh, issue with my ex-husband was he was not uh, – he was one of those people that just didn't like women, if we're just being very honest. So mm-hmm. when I – he was not making a lot of money. So when I would come home from these weddings, it would actually make him angry. Like, I don't understand how you make that much money doing just that. Like, why are you complaining? Mm-hmm. Like, you should be like high-fiving yeah. me. So I always – whenever I get messages from people like, how do you transition uh, from, let's say, working full-time in a salon to doing the weekends, I'm like, you could do the math on it. If you book a certain yeah. amount of weddings, you could seriously like not work Monday through Thursday and just work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe even Sunday. But yeah. if your little heart desires and make more money in that, you know. Oh, absolutely. Pricing, I think, is where so many people struggle too. Yeah. 
you know, where they're just like, but I can't make that much just doing weddings. I can't just work on the weekends. And it's like, oh my God, yes. Yes, you absolutely 100% can. You have to step away from the salon mindset though. Like you cannot be charging $40, $50, $60 for an updo like the salon does. That's just disgusting pricing. When I hear people charging that little, it just, it drives me up a wall. I'm like, It makes me like- Angry you can. for them. Yeah. You can't actually make any money. You can't run a business that way. No you can't way. reinvest in your education. You can't reinvest in good tools. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, afford to drive to them. Like that's that's not a sustainable business model. When I was so. in the salon, I'm telling you, like it made people would when I would say how like broke I was back in the salon, people would be like, mm-hmm. How you're charging this much? I'm like yeah, but they get I get 50% commission and then they're taking out back bar and all this other stuff. So sure, if we're doing a $200 service, I'm going to guesstimate math here, and that takes yeah. me a couple hours. After everything they take out, I may be getting $55, $60 of that. Yeah, for, I'm going to say about $60 bucks yeah. is what most people make on a $200 Half a day of work. And like I'm, I think that on my busiest weeks, I know when I was in the salon, I was kind of in a crappy position too where a lot of my clientele was like younger teenagers and Mm -hmm. they were having to ask their parents to pay for this. So anything over $200 was going to be like a really hard, hard no. But that's one thing I am so grateful for that this industry has evolved in the last six years is like Mm -hmm. it is becoming understood now that this is a luxury service. It's not cheap. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost money. And if you want it to be cheap, I am so sorry if I insult anybody here, but you can go to somewhere like hair cuttery mm-hmm. and, and get oh, yeah. it cheap. Like, but if you want even with weddings you got the coupon from the Sunday yes. paper for your $6.99 haircut. Yes. If you want a bridal specialist, like for your wedding mm-hmm. day to do it, you're gonna pay a bridal specialist price. Like mm-hmm. if not, that's up to you. And I think that especially with wedding pricing. People have different things that they value. From my seat, though, it's like if your hair and makeup doesn't look good, it doesn't matter if your cake's great, your photos were great, everything else was perfect. If you don't like how you look, like have you ever tried mm-hmm. to go out on a date night when you don't like how you look? You don't want to go. So like exactly. invest in your glam because everything else can suck. If yeah. your glam looks good and you look good, everything else will just completely fall into place. So Yeah, it's one of the first things, and I don't know if it's just – you know, being in this industry for so long, but it's one of the first things that I definitely notice in photos. Like when people yes. share photos and I'm like, oh, yep. who did their hair makeup? Yep. Or, you know, oh, they clearly did their own or they went to a salon and got somebody who could be fresh on the floor because yep. I feel like nobody in salons really actually likes doing updos. There's like yep. maybe one girl in it was always salon me. salon that <laughs> does like doing the updos or actually knows what the heck to do with makeup and has a clean kit that's not just testers, uh, you know, that little kids stick their fingers in when yeah. nobody's looking, you know, and, and everybody else is kind of like, ugh, that's, I'm not making very much money. So I don't care about this. I'm not going to pay for continuing education because I'm going to maybe make $15 in commission on this updo because salon owners do not understand the concept of pricing and they're afraid to scare away brides. Yeah. And so, you know, they just, they don't make much money and so they don't provide the service and then they get like crappy hair. 
Yeah. You know? And then so, they're upset afterwards. And it's like, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I see all these times in like Facebook groups, people talking about pricing and they're like, well, what, you know, what should I expect to pay? And now it, here in Northern Virginia, you know, it's obviously it's a, it's a higher end Price market point, yeah. and there's, you know, a lot, a lot of range, but you know, there are people who'd be like, oh, you know, I charge $80 for uh, hair yeah. and, and makeup. And then they're posting their pictures and I'm looking at it and I'm being like, holy shit, how could anybody take a look at these photos and be yeah. like, yes, I want to pay money to look like that. Exactly. You I know, think that- with like the crunchy 90s prom yes. hair and the overdone contouring where it's like streaky brown stripes down the nose. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's That's it's definitely so one thing I noticed with Virginia is because when, you know, Northern Virginia is in... I think there's like six counties that are in the top 10 richest counties in the country, like every year. Mm -hmm. It's like Fairfax, Loudoun, all of this stuff. So you're able to have a higher price point because it's more normal as I air Mm -hmm. quote. But I think that there are artists, stylists who drastically take advantage of that. And Mm -hmm. it actually almost makes it harder for everybody else. Like I've seen people who should not be charging – hundred dollars for something charging three hundred dollars for that and i'm sitting there thinking like how are you getting booked are you yeah are you a voodoo witch tell me what you're doing because yeah you're doing something right but you know and it's it's really interesting pricing in general is interesting i swear to you i get a couple messages a week from people asking me how much i charge so that they can figure out how much they want to charge and i always say like Pricing determines, I think I say like three things, where you live, how long you've been doing it, how in demand you are, and like mm-hmm. how good you are at what you're doing. Like you have to put – I see some girls who've been doing this for a year who are like phenomenal and I'm like, you need to be charging $200. And they're oh, like, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm like, no, you are you are going to be fully booked. Sydney mm-hmm. Hardy of The Updo Darling, do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Uh-huh. She did a class with me at the beginning of 2020. Maybe it was like the end of 2019. And I remember like watching her and being like, you are going to be so sick. She was so good. I Mm -hmm. I swear to you, I had her for two hours and she in that two hours did like six updos. So good. And she was somebody who was just starting out that I was like, I I wish I had your talent just starting out. (laughs) So, 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 so good. So yeah, pricing and trying to figure out like if you can make this a full-time career. I think people think that it's just an overnight thing and it's not. It takes a lot of work and you almost have to like earn your badges in a way, mm-hmm. you know, to get to there. So, yep. Yeah. I think that, you know, if people kind of shift their mindset around pricing and yes. and, and do their own local market research and then figure out, you know, where they fit in with that range. Do they Absolutely. belong at the lower end of the range? Do they belong at the higher end of the range? And then also being able to recognize what parts of the range can you cut out? Correct. Like just because somebody offers hair for 40 bucks or 50 bucks does not mean that they get to be included in your demographics, yeah. you know, in, in your research, you know, it, cut those people out because people who only want to pay 50 bucks for an updo aren't, aren't your client. That's no. not going to ever be anybody that builds your business. I also found that when my price point was lower and like, it was never, I think the lowest when I started, it wasn't initially bridal hair by Kaylin. It was mm-hmm. uh, pink, bro- pink blush hair artistry. Don't know what I was thinking. I was doing makeup back <laughs> then too. Uh, dreaded it. 
which is why I removed makeup entirely. I'm good at uh-huh. it. Dreaded it though. Yeah. Um, but I think the lowest I ever charged for a bride was 125 and I was doing 80 for anybody else, like bridal party, bridesmaids, uh-huh. moms, whatever. And when my price point was lower, I had the rudest brides. I had the oh, most yes. difficult, 100%. nastiest because they weren't booking me for me. Like sure, they liked what I did, but they were booking me for the price. And when you kind yeah. of find that beautiful, sweet spot in pricing – you will mm-hmm. get your not only your target audience, but the brides that genuinely like want you to exactly. do it and will appreciate and will look at your policies like, yes, anything you ask, just be there that day. I will do it for you. Uh-huh. And those are the best brides. Like, yeah, we appreciate 100%. It. That's like the whole basis of my entire course. Like, when I teach people, I'm like, I'm not going to teach you how to make six figures. Like, yeah. that's not my thing. I'm going to teach you business 101 marketing, branding, pricing, organizing yep. your back end. You can take that those same principles and you can apply it to like any type of business. But when you understand your market, yep. you understand their needs and you understand their pricing and how to attract the right people, everything else just snowballs after that. Yes. Once you get those magic pieces yep. into place, you'll start making six figures yep. without having to be like, well, this is the XYZ step one, two, three. What Here's what I do. Here's how many times I post on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Here's how many reels a day I need to do. Yep. Like, no, those are nope. all trendy little things that come afterwards. Plus, I think that those actually attract more hairstylists than they do clients. Uh, they really do. Yeah. They like absolutely for- do. For my education business, like, okay, granted, like, I was doing tutorials. It wasn't like I was doing them for brides to do on themselves. But, like, uh-huh. I remember once my account started really growing. And like you said, it's it's usually snowballs. Like, it's out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're like, holy shit, what just happened? It's yeah. all hairstylists. Like, if I had to break down my follower count, I'm telling you, it is, like, 95%. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little less, but mostly – Hairstylist. So that's another thing is people are like, oh, how do you go viral on the reels? I want to get more clients. It's like, you're not going to get more clients out of that. You're probably oh, going to yeah. get a higher follower count, which might make your client want to book you more. I don't, I don't know. Like if that's uh-huh. a thing that people, you know, a bride would determine that based off of whatever. But like all of those little teeny things that I think are overly focused on, like you need to post every day and your caption needs to be this and that. It's like, don't worry about that. Yeah. Really, if you have your business model done properly, mm-hmm. your work will speak for itself. And then that's everything else is like totally secondary. Just make sure yeah. you've got all that stuff done and then you should be uh, good to go. Yeah. It's like Instagram hasn't been around for forever, but guess nope. what? People have been charging and making a shit ton of money doing yep. hair and makeup for brides for a very long time. Like when I started almost 15 years ago, there was no Instagram. I didn't nope. start an Instagram until like seven or eight years ago. I used so to get like made fun of for mine by my other yeah. stylists in the salon. Like, why are you posting your hair on here? And I was doing it because I was proud. Like, look at that. Yeah. That shit looks good. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, but your Instagram, like, why are you posting it there? And now, now I'm like, hey. Now, now people like Jamie Dana, you know, make thousands of dollars teaching courses yep. to hairstylists on how to book more clients. 
on Instagram. Exactly. You know? So it's like there is a, a time and a place for it, but it didn't always exist. So you yes. can't put all your eggs in one basket and be like, this is what I'm going to use. It's like, no, you need to get your business in line yep. first. That's one tiny little fraction. Because if you go viral and somebody in California sees your work and loves you, but you're in Florida, that's not going to do anything for you. It's yep. not going to get you more brides in Florida if brides in California are seeing your stuff. So unless Correct. it's like done very specifically and very strategically to target, you can't control who's going to see your work. Yep. And it, you can kind of like work to get them to be interested in booking with you if the right people do. But it's kind of like that's that, that's not a marketing strategy. Like you need to, you need to understand your business first yep. and then your marketing pieces you can tailor. See, I kind of screwed myself with that. It's funny that you said that, like brides in different areas because – so when I got pregnant with Coda, I decided, okay, I wasn't going to be booking any more weddings and that for 2021. And then there was a mm-hmm. lot of discussion going on past that because uh, obviously, you know, you have to book in advance. And so then I made the decision, okay, definitely not 2022 either. Um, okay. Again, it, my family is why I've had to take a huge like mental shift, but I have my two kids and then uh, Bobby has three boys. And so we uh-huh. have the boys, the first, third, and the fifth weekends of the month, depending on where the mm-hmm. Sunday is. And I had to sit there and really think like, first off, I don't want to leave him with five kids. I've done it. It's not miserable, but it's not fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. five kids uh, when they are That's seven, six Five, seven, six, Ooh, five, seven, six, seven. six two four-year-olds, and then Coda. Mm-hmm. And the four-year-olds are three months apart. So it is like oh yes, twins running yeah. around. Yeah. Um, I had to make the decision on, okay, we really – I remember sitting down with him like, we really need to talk about this. Like we are about to hit a huge wedding boom. And when I say huge mm-hmm. wedding boom, I mean this will be the most amount of money I may – you know, I've ever made probably if I do this. Uh-huh. And – uh, I don't know how if it could be forever, but you know, a lot of money. And but if I book at least through 2022, there's a high probability that I either won't be here when we have all the kids, which I don't want to do, or mm-hmm. I will be booking just on the weekends when we don't have the boys, and then I won't see you. So like, we need to have a really big discussion on. Yeah. Whether I'm going to do it or not. We ended up making the decision. You know, he, he was asking me about like education and stuff. He's like, really, if you could really pick what you wanted the next couple years to be, what would it be? And I was like, I really think I would want. Do you follow Jesse Styles? Uh, you know, she's so. like a hair extension person. She got like her mm-hmm. own hair extension co- company. She like uh-huh. just travels just to uh-huh. do these extension certifications. And I was like, nobody does that for bridal hair. Like, I want to yeah. do that for bridal hair. Like, that's not a thing. I haven't really seen amazing. it yet. And she, like, monthly is in mm-hmm. – she's got a little kid too, a little boy. His name's yeah. Jagger. He's very cute. Uh, is always traveling. And I said, I think that's what I would want to do. If we were going to go, like, big picture, if I knew it would uh-huh. happen, what would I want to happen? And I think that's what it is. So I was like, okay, I think we're just going to not book right now. I'm not going to book weddings right now. Uh-huh. I'm just going to completely pull it. I'm going to just focus on that as much as possible simultaneously as I'm having this conversation with him, this is where I screwed myself with Instagram, I started having weird reels going viral that I don't Uh understand out of all the ones. 
those ones uh-huh. were doing it. It's how it usually happens. It never makes any sense. No, not at all. Like the you're last- like, screw it. I'm going to be silly. I'm just going to post this. It took me 30 seconds. Yep. It goes viral. The one where you're like, I'm going to write out a little plan and I'm going to plan my outfit yep. and I'm going to look so cute. And then that I one never this, does it. It's like you get like a thousand views. And it's like, yep, oh, never fails. So I started having little reels going viral. And then before I knew it, my DMs were getting flooded with like all of these brides from all over the country. Like, hey, will you do a destination wedding? Will you do this? Will Uh you do that? And before I knew it, I had like kind of screwed myself out Uh of all of these weddings, Turks and Caicos, uh, Australia. I got one in Ireland, like all of these places, like which I can't do because I've got all these children. But uh-huh. because I didn't narrow down my demographic on what I was – I still don't know how they found my stuff, but like what I was yeah. promoting, I screwed myself. It was like, okay, I I could in theory be getting a full paid trip to Turks and Caicos mm-hmm. to do some bride's hair, but I didn't. So yeah, you're completely right. If you don't know how to or you're not paying attention and you don't – target your audience better you know now for someone that would somebody else that would have been a great accident like hell yeah i'll go to ireland but yeah like me i'm like sweet i got teenagers i could leave them behind (laughs) for themselves there's people in the fridge goodbye i'll see you in a couple days yeah so here's the microwave nuke yourself a corn dog keep it good it's very important to target audience because even if you're not doing a target audience it's like for example i see a lot of I think I – actually, I did a reel about this. This is one of the ones that went a little cuckoo out of nowhere. Like Mm -hmm. people not booking you based off of what's on your page and you're like, why are you here? Oh, yes. Why are you here? No, totally. It it all goes back to branding. It goes back to marketing. And that's one of the things that I talk to my students about all the time. They're like, I keep getting these people who are are asking for stuff that I don't do. And I'm like, okay, then your your branding and your marketing is wrong. off. Yep. It is not the brides asking for the wrong things. It is your branding and yep. your marketing. You're finding the wrong brides. You have to find the right brides. It's not the bride's fault. It's yours. Yep. Let's take a look at your process. Let's take a look at your branding. Let's take a look at your marketing. And let's fix that, and you won't have that problem anymore. Do you follow? Mar- I said Marissa. It's not Melissa. Marissa, Marissa Great. You know what I'm Marissa talking about? Rice. Yes, and she's she, actually going to be a, a guest on my podcast coming up soon. I'm so excited. Queen. I, I remember too. her account when it was smaller than it is. She's blown uh-huh. up in the last six months, and she yes. took Target. <coughs> better cough. She took Target marketing. Hold on, let me take a sip of this before I start spiraling into a coughing fit. She took is. Target marketing to the most beautiful like <coughs> level I've ever seen it. She decided this is the styles that I want to do. This is what okay. I'm going to post. And you look at her page and you know. She's that the perfect example. Does it perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. oh. I use her as an example a lot when I'm talking with people in my coaching and I'm like, hey, I want you to take a look at some of the things that she does. <coughs> you know, not for yeah. like here I want you to copy, but you know, here's a fantastic example of all of the things that I'm teaching put into action that just works so flawlessly. So yeah, she is fantastic. I absolutely love her. And you can look at her page and you know 100% exactly what she does, what she's amazing at, and the brides want that. That's the first person that they think of. Because when they're searching for those styles, she keeps popping up. Rather than a mishmash of all of these different things. It's like, okay, you might have people who ask for all of these different things, but that doesn't mean that you need to actually 
post those photos if that's not what you want more of. What you put out there is what you get back. So you have to like actually niche down, figure out who you want to talk to, and then tailor your marketing to be like, no, this is the person. Anybody else? Have a good day. I yep. don't want to work with you. And, yep. and people just have the worst time with saying no. They just want to take everything, 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 everything. No, like don't that's do not going to grow your business. That's only going to grow your frustration. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna grow your mental health. Yeah, exactly. It's going to give you burnout because you're going to be like, well, shit. Um, I don't do the glam waves, and oh, God. you know, all these people keep asking for glam waves. It's that's really big right die. now. Yeah, it. and it, well, you know, people like Marissa, they do it beautifully and when it becomes really trendy like that because somebody goes viral who specializes in it everybody you know a a consumer doesn't look at that and be like okay well you know anybody can do that and it's like no you want a specialist for certain types of things Mm -hmm. I had friends or family here last week and um the mom was like oh can you um can you cut my daughter's bangs can you she really wants curtain bangs and I was like look no, she you're wanted, not style them. like highlights or something while she was here. Uh, yeah, I, t- I take her because I have a home studio and I'd be like, I take her downstairs, pop her in the studio, give her some yep. beautiful highlights. You do not want me cutting your hair. Yep. Like I could do a trim for long layers. I was like, you do not want me cutting fringe. Yeah. Not, you know, like yep. I can barely style my own curtain bangs. Like 99% yep. of the time, my hair is in a messy bun because I just don't have the patience. Uh, and I keep going back to curtain bangs and then I grow them out because they just take so much work to style and I get frustrated. That's what so I'm, I'm in like, right trust now. Me. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, you don't want me cutting. And she's like, oh, I thought just anybody who is a hairstylist could do it. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> not everybody can just, just do, do it, it because though? of their job title. It's like, do you want Safeway baking your wedding cake or do you want like a wedding cake specialist baking exactly. your wedding cake? Exactly. Like, you know, you should pick whoever you want. Whoever specializes, it's their thing. That's what they do. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, she, I remember I've watched her account grow and I am like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. you do it. Like, I love, that's the cool thing about another thing I think that our industry has totally transformed on in the past couple of years is we went uh-huh. from like being a competition based thing to like, no, we're, it's like a community now. You will it hype up really that other person's. Is. I love that. I do I too. That. It was rough yeah. for a little bit there, but now it's like doing exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. But I do also do look at like how busy she is and she'll be like, I have five weddings this weekend. And I'm like, oh, you don't have children yet. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. There's no way I could survive oh my five gosh. weddings in a row. And my kids aren't even young. You know, my kids are, are 12 and a half and almost 15. And so it's like, no, no, thank you. Like, I don't, I don't have the mental capacity and the energy to, to do so many back-to-back weddings. It's like, I'm pushing 40. Like my body can't handle that. I'm uh, 30 anymore. and I can't even, I, yeah. so I had a rule with myself where I decided I had to like, look at how many, like, you know, weeks are in a year. Okay. There's 52 weeks in a year. Mm-hmm. Do I really, do I really want to spend every weekend off doing something? So I put a cap at 50. If that means uh-huh. 50 where I'm doing some double headers, that's fine. And I get a break. But like once I hit 50, I'm done, which is uh-huh. so funny. Cause right before COVID hit, I was at 49 and I was like, uh-huh. yes, we're almost done. I'm going to do 50. Like, cause the year before I had done, cause the year before I had just started getting back into things and I did like 20 uh-huh. and I was so proud of myself. Like, oh yeah. So I had the goal of 50 and I was going to cap out at it. And then uh, COVID happened. And, and I think COVID I was like, How about ended 2020 with 10 
Uh-huh. Maybe. I, I don't know. It was, you know, COVID. But again, blessing because now I'm yeah. able to go into this education thing and I'm working on this online course and dear uh-huh. God, it is so hard to do with kids. Everyone's yeah. like, how do you balance it with kids? I cry. There are days yeah. where I cry. There are days where you really have to – if the kids are cooperating, get as much done as you can. If they're not, uh-huh. don't worry about the other stuff. Your job at that moment is to be a mom. Like, yeah. So that's always yeah. my advice. And people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, go off their cues and then go yeah. from there because they are – if they're I'm not the same happy. way, and and mine aren't even really little, but you know, it's like my my high schooler comes home and he he walks in the door about two fifteen, and yeah. it's just like I know I'm not really gonna get any work done after two fifteen because you know he's he does dance and he's like at the dance studio like seven hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he works a part time job. He's a an actor on a haunted winery tour. So it's like two nights a week, he's there. And thankfully, my husband works there with him. So the two of them um, yeah. play like Civil War, like one's a Union soldier, one's like a Confederate soldier and, and whatnot. It's, it's, yeah. it's really cool. But you know, like two nights a week, they're, they're off doing that. And then I have to take care of his brother and make sure that, you know, dinner's cooked and that is he going off to his activities? Yeah. You know, what do they have after school? Making sure homework's been done, you know, all of these little things where it's suddenly like, okay, it's seven o'clock. I'm exhausted. Now I got to, you know, make sure that they clean the kitchen, yeah. you know, take care of the dog, take care of the cat, all these things. So it's like the motherhood and the wife responsibility. Not even just moms, like they can yep. pretty much take care of themselves, but it's like the general, like, do I ha- have, I spent any time with my husband today? He works from home too. So, mm-hmm. you know, we at least get to have like little conversations throughout the day, but mm-hmm. you know, there's, it's more than that. You can't sustain a marriage. No. That, you know? Can I pause so. you for one second? Yeah. I'm going to go run. I'm going to go run and get the baby really quick. He just woke yeah. up and he grabbed the camera and like my paranoia is like, oh my God, is the cord around his neck? All right. One second. No worries, no worries. Okay. Let's take a quick break while Caitlin goes ahead and grabs Coda. And here is a little bit more information on an upcoming webinar that I have that I think that you will absolutely love. Do you wish you could gain clarity on how to reach your dream brides online so you could know how to tailor your marketing strategies in a way that immediately makes them think, oh my God, I need to book this person. When it comes to social media, do you want to set yourself up for success by having a plan of action rather than just posting and praying your dream bride sees your message? Do you want to start attracting the right brides who don't try to haggle your prices and love the styles you're already creating? but aren't quite sure how to do that on your own? I'd love to invite you to join me inside my free training, How to Book More Brides Without Spending Hours on Social Media Each Week, where I tell you exactly how to do just that and book brides faster, easier, and with less effort. You can sign up for free at www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides and get access to all the tools you need to build and grow a powerfully successful bridal hair and makeup business without the gimmicks in as little as 90 days. Okay, we're back. No worries. I mean, that's a perfect example right there of, you know, you had to go run and and grab the baby and and make sure everything's okay. So there's a lot of, you know, juggling 
that kind of happens when you're you're trying to parent and and run a business. I always say like the best thing to do, and it's hard. I'm, it's like I'm saying this, but I have to remind myself of this: is you have to just go off their cues and really. I always go back to like, is it damaging your mental health or is it like just okay? Mm-hmm. I just ran, so I'm out of breath. He did almost have the cord oh, around his neck. So like, whew, I watched it slowly happen on the monitor. But it's like, if they're being difficult, just – and if you're able to do it again, I know I'm lucky to not have to go crazy into like building a business and stuff. But mm-hmm. if they're being difficult, just be a mom. Yeah. Just, just do what you got to do. Take care of them. Be the mom because it is not fun yeah. to try to do this stuff with them screaming mm-hmm. or, you know, being desperate for your attention in the background. <laughs> you won't even be able to do the best quality of work that you want to do if that is what's happening anyway. Exactly. And the same thing with like overbooking yourself on the on the weekends and then, you know, you're not spending time with your family and you're not spending yep. time with your kids. And in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I'm missing the baseball game today or the birthday party or this or the that, you know, and then you start to resent your business and you can't give 100% yep. of yourself to your business. Because when you show up for somebody's wedding day, like I'm a firm believer in you should be 100% present yes. and you should be yes. giving them the best possible experience. And if that means yep. doing less weddings so that you can give 100%, then that's what you need to yep. do. You owe that to your brides. Like I completely 100% agree. That's why I stop at 50. Mm-hmm. It's like really with anything, with any aspect of a business and stuff, I say to people, if you look at that situation, you're like, ugh, don't do it. Yeah. Because you already are going to like yeah. downplay drastically the quality of work, whether you realize it or not. Even if you tell yourself like, no, I'm not going to do that. You will. You will unintentionally because if you've ever like fully done something like a hairstyle or anything like that that is your niche and you've loved it and you're like, damn, that came out good, it's because you were excited about it. So like if any parts of you feels like, I don't want to do this, don't do it. That's actually – my booking process is very interesting because I set it up in a way of like going over all of that so that I can decide, do I want to book them? Not more so does the bride decide. Amen, sister. Yes. Do they want to book me? So what I do, people think this is crazy. I remember talking about this on a live one time and people were like, what? So what I do is my inquiry form on my website, it's not up right now, but it would have everything that I needed to know. It would have the, um, obviously the date, I would put like desired start time, Mm -hmm. desired finish time. I would have them select how many moms, how many bridesmaids, blah, 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 blah. And then I would have them select like – I would have one thing like tell me your themed hairstyle, something like that that you're looking for. And they would pick between like classic, boho, blah, blah, blah. And I would go on like that. Uh So then after – I would get the inquiry form if I was available. When they would email me mm-hmm. in my first email to them, I would say whether or not their suggested timeline worked. Mm-hmm. And then I would send over a mock schedule, uh-huh. like the first email back saying, okay, if we have six people, this is the time that we have to start by. Yeah. If you want to be finished at this time, this is how long it's going to take per person. Here's a mock schedule of what it looks like. Could you also send me pictures of the hairstyle that you're wanting? Or like a couple like that. And uh-huh. if they send me something that's not in my uh, 
enjoyment factor, uh-huh. if you shall. Yeah. I will tell them, okay, I don't really yeah. like doing these looks. This isn't in my uh, specialty. I am more than happy to recommend you to somebody else because uh-huh. it's like, if I'm going into that day, like, I don't want to do these clam waves. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come out good. And I made that mistake where I was just, especially when I started the business, and I do think it is part of growing pains, uh-huh. but like, where you're just taking every single thing that you want, but you know, she's got it like Marissa did. Mm-hmm. She decided this is the look I want to do. Yeah. I don't care if this is all I do. That's what I want to do. And she, that's all she's doing now. Mm-hmm. Took a little bit, but yeah. Target audience. Yeah. And then when you, you know, it's stuff that's easy for you. You can do it in your sleep. You don't have to stress about yep. it. There's no quality issues. You know, your the brides are always going to get, you know, efficient service because you're not going to yep. be sitting there trying to have this conversation about why that's not going to work for their hair and yada, yada, yep. yada. You know, you can just sit them down and be like, this is what we're doing. And you do it, you know, really well, really efficiently. Yeah. And then it just yep. makes the process go by so much better because they can feel it when you don't yes. know what you're doing or you're struggling or, you know, you're getting frustrated or whatnot. Um, yep. And it really takes – it takes, I think, a, a, a confidence level too, and that yeah. comes with time, with being able to stop and say, that's not in my wheelhouse. That's not yeah. my aesthetic. I can try and give you something like that, and it may look like that or it may not. How about yeah. we work with something that's more my style, and that way I can guarantee I can give you something. Um, let's find a style from my yep. Instagram that work, yes. that, you know, that's like it, something that you like. And then I know, okay, I can give you that. When people yeah. sit down and they ask for some stuff and I'm just like, um, no, I'm not going to do that for you. I'm not. I think that actually right there is one of the reasons why I started going on like little pre-trance in reels about uh-huh. Pinterest because it's oh, like yeah. I'm so – it, the unrealistic expectation meter nowadays is through the roof. Like everybody has hair extensions, yeah. okay? If you don't want them, it's not going to look like that. There's no workaround. Yep. There's no like, well, what if we did this? It will not look like that. Yeah. You know, and like especially when you roll, come on wedding days with bridesmaids who – it is. there's always two mm-hmm. that are like, hey, do you see this Russian updo with lines that are like – four inches deep and solid with hairspray that have you I always want to go have you ever actually seen yeah. a person with have that you hairstyle seen them turn their head <laughs> they yeah. look like the fins on a fish yes like at any wedding you have ever attended personally have you or even wedding photos you've seen aside from this Pinterest image have you ever seen anybody with that hairstyle no because it's not yeah first off it takes too long secondly it's not realistic and third from the side it looks it looks weird ridiculous like or sometimes from the front if they want it like pinched up like that and it's like then they turn and they look in the mirror and they're like can we just push this piece down can can we just just this little piece and i'm like well that's the style that you asked for yeah you're only looking at a photo of a hairstyle from the back now when you look at it from the front you realize well that's not very flattering because it's got these like random pieces and these ridges sticking up everywhere it looks gorgeous from the back but it's not and it's not a, a very wearable modern kind of style either no. because, you know, it's like, all right, as soon as you step out, particularly in Virginia where it's humid 
the entire fucking year. Oh my year. gosh, yeah. It's like you can walk outside in January and it's it's damp and humid. It's cold, but it's damp and humid. You know, it's like that is going to fall flat. That's not going to last. Yep. Like, oh my gosh, yep. I don't want, you know, yep. it's like, no, that's not very practical. Let's give you something a little more practical. And that's like one of my catchphrases. I'm like, let me modernize that for you. Or why don't yeah. we... Why don't we make this a little bit more practical for today's weather? And then they're like, oh, yeah, okay. And I'm like, good, perfect. Really, I think that what I would – if I was in a bridal party, Uh I think – or even a bride. Brides are a little different. I get it. It's your day. But I think that everybody's best case scenario to get what looks best is if they just sat in that chair and said, please do what just looks best on me and then give me a little guidance on up Mm -hmm. or down. From there, I promise you, like – I will make it look good. But it's crazy. The amount of uh, freaking Pinterest. Like, just show me my Instagram. There's plenty on there for you to choose from. Like, I promise you. I post a lot of stuff. I work on a doll head all the time. It's kind of ridiculous if you think about it. I'm 30 playing with dolls here. But, like, (laughs) pick something from there. I thought even about – I think this is a little obnoxious. But I even thought about putting in, like, a contract somewhere Uh or some little, like – hair prep sheet like we would prefer to pick styles for your bridal party off of our actual page yeah 100 percent. do it you know? yeah like Pinterest because- de- documents say they're like hey please send your bridesmaids to my instagram and one that yep. also helps to build my audience really quickly and easily of local people but then yep. i'm like here have them look through my instagram and find something on there that they like and then they're always like, oh, that's such a great idea. And then the people get to know me. They, you know, yep. they understand my style. And I very rarely will have, you know, very many people who sit down and ask for stuff, even in bridal parties um, mm-hmm. that are showing me, you know, too much Pinterest stuff or don't already have an understanding of my style. Um, every yeah. once in a while, I'll still have those. And then moms, um, because, you know, those oh, are the joy of my life. Um, you know, they'll they'll show me some weird, obnoxious stuff. Yep. Especially the ones who I have, die. like, short hair. And then there's, like, Yes, hi, why are you I here? Have, can I have my hair styled like this Jane Fonda photo from the 90s? And I'm, like, hi, she's I'm wearing like, a wig. And, two, you don't have no. that haircut. So, no. Here are some options the moms, for I, your, your length of hair. Here's what we can do. I seriously, like, I've been slowly recording my podcast episode for the moms thing because, uh-huh. like, I did that poll a couple months ago. It was probably, like, two months ago uh-huh. of asking is who's more difficult, the moms or the brides? And it was, like, 600 people voted uh-huh. moms and, like, 20 uh-huh. uh, voted brides. And I know a couple of those were accidental because they messaged me, like, oh, shit, I hit the wrong yeah. one. Oh, And, like, I was getting sent horror stories yeah. of stuff and it's, like, they need to just go to their regular hairstylist. If this many people are saying that the moms are more difficult and not enjoying it, please go to John who has been styling your hair for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like that's in your wheelhouse. You know how it, it's going to look out, you know, how it's going to come looking. And it's like yeah. the other thing I don't get too is what you just said is your hair is four inches long. What do you want me to do with this? Like I am not a miracle worker here. Do you have extensions you're pulling out of your bag? Cause like Yep. I had a I had a mom who sat down this spring who literally had like a chin length bob mm-hmm. and she wanted an updo. No. And I was like, ah. I mean, I can curl everything and pin them all towards the center in the back. And I somehow I worked a miracle and you couldn't see any of the pins. But it was like Ugh. literally, it, it made her look like she now had a pixie cut 
because everything was all like pinned and tucked in tight in the nape area. Yep. And then she wanted all of this volume on top. And it's like, okay, if you really just wanted the look of a pixie, just go get a fucking pixie cut. Yeah. Like, why why are you gonna pay $125 or whatever it was, you know, um, to do this? And it was just yep. like she's like, Oh, I just want it up off my neck. It's like it's it is off your neck. It doesn't even touch your neck. Like, exactly. You don't what have going for you know, all this hair. It's not on your neck. And she was just like, she just kept saying, I just want it up off my neck. Whatever you can do. I know I can't do much. And it's like, you're literally oh saying, you, I can't do much. So what are you expecting? What, yeah. What is it that you, yeah. yeah it's, Why are you going to pay I'm so telling much? You. Like, just at that the point, moms, go to the salon. I had a couple people when I did that thing emailing me like, asking like for my professional business opinion, do you think it would be wrong to say no moms? And it's like, so I don't know how to respond that to that. Too. But man, I wish we could because like they are every once – I'll fix it later, babe. Every once in a while you get like the cool mom mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, thank you. Yep. Thank you so much. But then most of the mother, most of the other mothers are the ones who have the bangs with the cowlick and are so upset that you can't get their bangs perfectly. It's like you couldn't take the two seconds this morning to do your bangs yourself. Like, help me help you here. Damn bangs are like the bane of my existence. But actually, Yeah. I had um, a wedding this weekend where the bride – one of the bridesmaids got COVID and so she wasn't able to attend. And so the bride was like, I'm going to substitute my aunt in to get hair and my mom is going to take her place for makeup. And I was like, perfect. And then the aunt sat down and she had like a freaking bob and she wanted a half up and she had these bangs. And I'm like, okay, well, we can't reach all of the hair to the center of the back of your head because it's not that long. But we can kind of make it similar in effect. And then, you know, everybody was just like, oh, I just don't like how the bangs look. I just more hair here, straighters, you know, and it's like I spent you know, 15 minutes fucking around with her bangs. And it's like, okay, bangs, guess yes. what? the bride needs to leave now because you're being so damn picky. And your sister, the, you know, it was like the mother of the groom or something. It's like, she's being super picky. We're starting to run behind now. Like I need yep. to get the bride's lipstick on and make sure she has final touch-ups so she can jump in the car and get to her venue. Like, yep. I'm sorry, you were last minute add-on. You didn't even want this in the begin with. Like, yep. just fix your own fucking bangs then. Here's the mini flat iron. <laughs> like, just do it yourself. Seriously, yeah. Like, seriously. Always with the bangs. And they ha- So then the counter argument to this is, because there was a lot of discussion that happened when I uh-huh. brought up this mom thing. I feel like I opened a Pandora's box. I started panicking because I do have brides, moms, like past brides, moms uh-huh. who follow me. And of course, they were messaging me like, it wasn't like that. I'm like, no, I wouldn't have let you follow me. <laughs> I would have removed you as a follower if you fell into that category. Exactly. Um, so then the counter argument I had some stylists saying is, well, why don't you do a trial on them? No, 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 no. I personally do not offer trials for anybody other than the bride. Uh-huh. Because in my opinion, if you think that you need a trial for somebody else's wedding day, you are going to be a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Because it's like Absolutely. you have a 45-minute, maybe an hour, depending, mm-hmm. time slot. And if you think that you need to pre-figure everything out, then yep. it's already going to be difficult no matter what. And anytime I've ever done a trial for a mom, the two-hour appointment has turned into like a three-plus-hour appointment. Yep. And then even yep. on the day of, they've always changed their mind with what they've wanted anyway. And it's like – exactly. 
Exactly. Not in my. I'm always my like, you know what? If mom has short hair or she's more particular, um, have her get a blowout the day before at her regular yeah. salon. I can always like quickly smooth out any ends. Um, but I would rather have her more comfortable with what she's used to let her get makeup so she can still be there and she can still feel like a part of the whole getting ready process and she can still feel pampered, but why don't you let her get makeup done? Because that is less particular and is not as much of like, well, you don't have enough hair or we need extensions or you don't have the right haircut. Makeup is, I feel like a little bit more customizable for for older people where it's like, okay, let's manage your expectations. But then again, you still have the moms who are like, well, sorry, you have to do my makeup. I'm so old. And it's like, please stop saying that, mom. It's all, what do you say to that? And then they'll like be like, well, with my wrinkles here and there. And they start like shitting on themselves. Yeah, one, no spring chicken. And I'm like, well, neither am I. So guess what? That's cool. I'm closer in age to you than I actually am to the bridal party. So, you know. Well, yeah, it's all right. You're not the crypt keeper, and when you're done, you're not going to look like the crypt keeper either. So, get over it. I always say, like, you're walking out of here with my name on your head. I'm not going to make you look like shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get tagged in all of this. Yes. I know this sounds. This is going to sound so messed up, but like one of the biggest downsides of having a larger following is random people tag you in their shit all the time. Yeah. So if you go through like my tagged photos, it is just like 90% of it, more than that, is random hairstyles done by random people who I guess are tagging so that you look at it and you like it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I will panic. Like, I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially if it's like, I know I hate saying that, but especially if it's like a newer stylist, I'm like, I didn't do that. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm they, not going to get my your attention. Name. And it's like, honey, that is yeah. not the way to get the attention. Please don't tag it. Yeah. You have to kind of just like yep. sit there and go through and remove yourself from the tags from some of these things where it's like, oh my God. That's why it's so funny when like my bridal parties will get nervous. It's like, dude, I'm, I will not do that to you. Yeah. Like that makes me look stupid. You're worried about looking stupid. This is yeah. my business. Like, well, like, I don't want to look like a clown. I'm like, what about what I have done on anybody else in this room makes you think you're going to walk out of here? Like exactly. Like, exactly. That is, I, hate, I don't want to look like a clown. Oh, sorry. All I have is, you know, yellow, blue, and orange. Mm. Yep. You know? I think that the wedding industry, I always hear people say this, like it, it takes a special level of patience, but like you have to literally love yes. the art of what you do to be able to put up with You have to be able to put up with so much bullshit and so many yep. stupid offensive comments yep. by people who do not even realize how offensive they're being. They think yes. they're just like being normal. And I mean... Yeah, in a way, they are kind of being normal because so many people say the same stupid fucking things. But it's like, yep. do you realize how hurtful that just was? Like, yes. you're concerned I'm going to make you look like a clown? Like, do you see yep. my own face? Is there anything on my own face that makes you think I do makeup like a clown? Like, n- yep. I don't even do, like, colored lipstick. Like, I'm, yeah, like, the most blonde, natural, boring-ass <laughs> person. Half the time, yep. I don't even put any eyeshadow on. Like... I'm not going to make you look like a clown. I'm not going to. I tell people yep. all the time, I'm like, don't worry. I don't do ugly stuff. You're in good yeah. hands. And then they kind of laugh and they realize, oh, maybe that kind of came out kind of rude. And it's like, yeah, honey, it kind of did. Thanks. 
I know this – I remember you sent me over like the list of questions. Uh-huh. You would ask like – one of the things was like – I think you said asked if I was still booking weddings uh-huh. or something. And I thought about like how do I want to answer this? Like she says, are you still booking weddings? Am I supposed to be like, yeah, I'm sad that I'm not? And I was like, no, I'm going to be honest. I'm not. Yeah at all sad about it because of that kind of shit. It's like, I'm going to give myself a little break Mm -hmm. because I think for me, the way that COVID played out, I saw the nasty side of people come out and I am such – I'm like an empath to a fault Uh where anything that I do, I put myself into that person's perspective on how I would feel. Like I'm so, 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 so emotional about everything. It's ridiculous. It's probably not good. But – when COVID happened, just seeing how like nasty mm-hmm. people were getting about deposits. Like, first off, my deposit back then was only a hundred dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone told me. So it's it's ironic too, because I remember I always did it. I kept it at a hundred in case I wanted to cancel on them. Uh-huh. It really had nothing to do with like reserving it. Cause I frankly knew like I could probably fill in that date if I needed yeah. to. But the amount of people that were like pissed off that I wasn't refunding the hundred dollars. I'm like, other vendors, most people charge 50%. Yeah. Like I would get being a little upset about that, mm-hmm. but like, why are you coming after me, threatening to leave me a bad review when I, when I worded my contract, uh-huh. I put, I remember doing this thinking there's going to be a day where this is going to work in my favor. Uh-huh. I said, if the wedding is canceled for any reason whatsoever, mm-hmm. The deposit, or I think they said retainer. The retainer is 100% non-refundable. Mm-hmm. So because I put for any reason whatsoever, yeah. like COVID perfectly fell into that. Yeah. And like to have so many people flip out uh-huh. like the way that they did. And I was still saying, if you want to move it into 2021 um, and I'm available, I will come up. I won't charge you travel because like I was already in Virginia. This is before I found uh-huh. out I was growing a human, of course. <laughs> Um, I will do that. And they still were so angry. And like, it was one of those things where when I actually found out I was pregnant with Coda, I felt relieved. I'm like, that's my out. Yeah, That is my out to take a little break where I don't have to deal with like people just being Uh just nasty. And I think something that really, I think people think that, such a weird thing to say when you talk about like follower count here, but I think people think that the more you have, like it works better for you, but it actually in a way I think works against you. Like mm-hmm. I've done almost every wedding I've ever done. I've had somebody like look at my Instagram and make a comment like, oh, well, my hair didn't come out like that. And it's like, first off, fuck you. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, your hair is at your collarbone and you have six pieces of hair on your whole head. Yeah. You just pulled out a hairstyle that has 220 grams of extensions on top of a doll head that already is very thick and very long. Exactly. Like clearly, yeah, like clearly it's it's going to look different. And I don't know. I just, I've noticed I – not all of my brides, but a big collection of my brides last year. Uh-huh. My brides were either really rude or like the bridal party or somebody else was just so rude uh-huh. that I remember after the last one I got in the car and I cried because yeah. I was so relieved. Yeah. Like – I was also very pregnant and emotional, but I remember just being like, thank God I can take a break now uh-huh. because like it is just – Yeah. There needs to be you – how know, like there's like AA meetings. I think there needs to be like a weekly like wedding industry meetings where we can all meet up somewhere My and just complain. My girlfriends and I absolutely 100% do that. At least once a month, the three of us will get together and we have a ladies' night and we will pick a restaurant and we sit down and we order like two martinis each 
And yep. we just sit there and we vent to each other. Yep. And then we assist for each other back and forth. So it's kind of like the three of us, like whoever books a wedding first, if they need an assistant, they like text us and be like, okay, who, which one of you is available? Or I need both of you. Are you both available kind of thing? So we just flip flop back and forth between the three of us, who's the lead and who's assisting uh, rather mm-hmm. than like having to form a team and, and deal with the logistics of running a team and employees. Yeah. And that's too much work. All, that, all that shit. So, you know, but we do that and we're like, okay, the first like 45 minutes to an hour is like, oh my God, that one person last weekend, remember? And we have like nicknames for all of the weddings too. And like, there's this one that we call like the windy wedding. And it was like super windy and all the bridesmaids kept going outside to have a smoke and they all wanted their hair down in curls. And then they kept coming back inside and being, can you fix it? And it was like, no, I do not have time to fix your hair every single time you go outside to have a smoke break. And so we've like nicknamed these weddings and we can joke with each other and be like, oh yeah, the windy wedding. Or, you know, we we joke about, I I keep saying for years, I've saying, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And one of the episodes is just going to be like crazy horror stories. Yes. um, I'm going to end up doing it with Giselle, who is one of the the people. And uh, we were joking about it at a wedding this past spring. And we were talking about like, oh, we're going to have a podcast and it's just going to be horror stories because everybody always asks, you know, uh, do you have any bridezillas? And then I joked and I was like, no, it's never bridezillas. It's always a mom. And at that point, I hadn't done the mom's hair and makeup yet. Oh, my God. So she ended up being like, really super particular about her makeup and she usually only wears bare minerals and it was just like oh, it was a Lord. lot of hand holding and being like look your daughter wants you to wear stuff and she wanted you to get your makeup done because she doesn't want you to look like the crap that you normally do so it was yeah. a lot of like okay getting it to where the bride was happy but the mom felt comfortable and then came time yeah. to do her hair and she sat down and she's like um have you ever heard of a Gis- gibson girl and I'm thinking no. in my head, and I'm like, I don't think that word means what you think it means. Like, are you thinking a Gibson talk? Like, you know, but she's like, no, a Gibson girl. And she pulls out her phone and she legit shows me a picture from like 1901, like a Victorian no. woman in black and white with like, no, she literally, she wanted a Gibson girl. She wanted Holy it shit. held on the top of her head. Like it was absolutely ridiculous. And I was just like, uh, oh my God. But it wasn't my wedding. I was assisting. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking do this. Like I'm gonna make this shit happen. And I did it. And she she was like, Oh yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted and whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, at the end, she goes and she puts her dress on, and then the hook for the back of her dress gets caught in her hair. No. And she pulls some of it out, and so I had to fix it. And then as we were leaving, we were packing up, she started laughing, and she's like, so, do I make it on the podcast? Oh, <laughs> and my God. And I just God. started laughing, and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, bitch, yes. you're going to get a whole fucking episode. <laughs> like, there's going to be just one episode of all the horror stories of just the moms or something. Yep. Like, but it was so funny because she, like, at least she kind of, like, realized, like, oh, yeah, I should make it on oh, the gosh. podcast. So now she is. She has made it on the podcast. Um, she was the sweetest woman, but I was just like, oh, my God. Like, yep. you're asking for something so outdated. 
Like it was, I got home and I posted it on Facebook. I'm like my personal Facebook. I don't know what I would have done. Everybody was, I was like, thinking. wait, what? And I like posted pictures was like, no, this is what somebody actually asked me for at a wedding. I think I would have said no. You're better than I am. I think I would have been like, toyed listen, with it. we need to have a heart to heart here. I cannot do that. Yeah. Like I, I promise I will make your hair look good, but that is going to be a hard no from me. It kind of became a challenge. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. And if I can't make it work then you know like then I'll be like no we'll we'll have to do something else but I was like oh this actually doesn't look half bad um and then now I was like part of me wants to kind of go home and just like google and youtube and just be like how the fuck do you do a Gibson girl like what is the right so if I I ever get like hired on a period piece I can put on my resume I know how to do this shit you are set. <laughs> I think the craziest thing I ever had happen at a – this was my last wedding too, which is what makes this even like more sweet. Uh-huh. Uh, I did everybody's hair. God, I pray to God she doesn't listen to this. If you listen to this, you were a great bride and I loved you. Uh, but this was crazy. I did everybody's hair. Uh-huh. And then one of the bridesmaids was a yoga instructor okay. and held a yoga session. I shit you not. After I did Everybody's hair, including like them being upside down doing handstands on their arms and shit. And all of their hair came out. And I was like packing up watching this happen. Like, I've heard some crazy stories. I have heard some crazy. I've heard that that somebody said that they did uh, a wedding out in like Arizona at an Airbnb and they had a pool there. And no. people literally got their hair done and they were, they were, I don't know, like from somewhere up north. And so they weren't used to the weather being like hot and there being pools. And so everybody was all excited and they were in and out of the pool all day, even after getting hair and makeup done. Hell no. And she was just like, I am not redoing it. I've, uh, there's been a wedding where somebody literally got on a horse and went horseback riding <laughs> after she had her hair done. She walked back in and Giselle was like, the fuck did you do you know like do, you know yeah. like literally didn't say that to the client but she was kind of like what did what did you do like you know like how what do you even say to that and she's like oh I saw the horses and I just I really wanted to go for a ride on the horseback and it was just like why why the fuck did you say that? why that right was now a smart like, idea yeah you know? and then I have people who are like I need to sneeze can I touch my nose and I'm like yeah like your makeup yep. sneeze proof like don't worry don't like go eat a sloppy joe but you can touch your face no but literally yep. then i we've done weddings and it's always the, the ones with giselle i don't know maybe she's just like the kind of like weird luck charm that these people do crazy shit but they, they ordered wings oh no and they literally all sat there and they were eating wings and me and her were like packing up looking at each other like what do we do I would have got out of there Do so we fucking stay quick. To fix it, I would have they haven't had photos yet, and it was like a beautiful bride and a beautiful makeup look. And she's like, "I really want these photos. <laughs> I really want her to look really good for her photos." But she's sitting here and yeah. she's eating wings. And then finally, we both decided we were like, "No, we're gonna go find a local restaurant and we're gonna go drink, and we're gonna go joke about this and be like, oh my yeah. god, I can't believe they sat down and ordered wings.'" I. I'm telling you, it makes you wonder, like, what the fuck is going through your head? Yeah. Like, this is one day. Yeah. Like, even with the moms, you can suck up being an asshole yeah. for one day. Yep. Like, yeah, just it's not your day. day. It's not your day. Like, just who cares? You know, like, do you so love it's the dress funny because too? no, probably not. You know, nope. Do you even like the groom? 
Maybe, maybe not. Maybe. You know, like, <laughs> in each day. I've been asked a lot, like, like a if Bobby and I are going to have, like, a big wedding, like, oh, just, you know, mm-hmm. doing all these weddings, like, make you want a big wedding? Fuck. No. Yeah. I am doing – First off, we're going to uh, elope whenever my ring gets taken out of hiding in this house. We're going to like <laughs> immediately go get married probably that day. Yeah. Uh, and then then afterwards, hell no. Yeah. I've watched too much crazy shit happen yeah. to not want to deal with the stress of the place cards font is not the way I want it to be or this, this, that, and the other. It's like yeah. – and I've talked to a lot of other people about this. They said the same thing. Doing weddings has completely turned them off of – wanting an extravagant one from them for themselves. Yeah. It's like, no, thank you. Yep. No, thank you. It's like, if you want, just, you know, go be a model in a styled shoot. Like, yes. Just go do that. Get it out of your system yes. so you get the princess treatment. You can wear the pretty dress. You get to have the cool photos with your man. Like, just be a model. Just go do that. And then elope. And, like, spend all do your you money on Do you do styled that. shoots anymore? Huh? Do you do styled shoots yeah, anymore? I do a lot. Really? I love doing them because I have a highly refined process for how I book them and how I make them work for me. Um, Maybe that's where I screwed myself. I Everyone I ever did was a horrible experience. I never uh, got good pictures I, of the hair. I hear that from so many people, so I made sure when – I got bossed around, yeah. like wasn't even doing hair that I liked. Uh, uh, I would be told – this happened every single time. They were like, how long do you need? I'm like an hour, an hour and a half depending on the style. Yeah. And then they'd give me 30 minutes and I'd be like – why am I here? See, that's when I, I made sure to include in my course, I have an entire mini course on styled shoots. And I think hopefully people who have gone through it, the biggest thing that they've gotten out of it is you got to have a backbone and you have to learn to yeah. say no. And you have to learn how to pre-screen because I get styled shoots all the time where the, I'll say that I'm available and then they'll be like, okay, I'll add you to the schedule and I'll send this over. And I'm like, no, 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 do not add my name to anything. I need more information from you. Who is the yeah. photographer? What is the timeline? And if any of those things do not work for me, I tell them, thank you very much for the opportunity. This does not meet my needs at this time. Uh, I'm yeah. more than happy to recommend somebody else whose style meets what you're looking for. Or if it's just a photographer that I know that absolutely sucks or or whose aesthetic oh, doesn't match, yep. then I will tell them, I'm, I'm not comfortable working with this photographer. Or, you know, like I, I had a a horrible shoot experience this spring and um i the planner for another shoot tried to book me and she was like oh yeah yeah you're available okay i'll add you and i was like well wait who's the photographer and she told me who it was and i told her flat out i said you know i had a horrible experience with this person this spring i absolutely will never work with this person ever again i hope that this situation does not repeat itself for your shoot I wish you all the best. I don't have anybody that I feel comfortable referring because I don't want somebody to have the same experience that I did. Have a good day. And I was just like, you know what? That's fine. I'm not going to take time out of my day to help build someone else's portfolio and not build mine. It has to 110% benefit me first. And so I turn away probably two thirds of the requests that I get. Um, and I'm, I really, really picky about what I do take on. Um, but I do. I don't feel like that's talked about enough. Yeah. Like I am telling you every single one I have ever done has been some sort of nightmare that ended up not being at all worth it. And like, 
And of course, like you're doing it for free. You're dedicating almost uh-huh. like half of a day, a whole day yep. to it. I stay, a and, like, whole, I always I stay the see... whole time. So I'm there for the whole yeah. time. Because God, you don't want to leave and then the hair look like shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? that exactly. Don't come out you good. don't want to turn around but... with someone jamming a comb in where it doesn't belong and now they fucked up your yes. entire updo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's always interesting when I see people doing styled shoots in the back of my head. I'm like, are all from styled shoots. I can go through my Instagram and every single one of my favorite photos is from a styled shoot. And 90% of the time, it's something I took with my iPhone. (laughs) Is it really? I'm always like, oh, I got the same photos from the photographer, but I like mine better. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I definitely learned the hard way with that one to the point where I was like, no, like I'm not doing them again. Like, you know, especially cause like for me back when I was doing them, like Addie was smaller mm-hmm. and like my ex-husband was unbelievably unreliable. So I literally could not leave her with him oh. because like, I don't think she would have survived oh it. God. I'm not even being dramatic yeah. there. Um, and so like there were times where I would tell them if you want me to do this, like I have to bring her, mm-hmm. like I will lock her in her stroller, but yeah. like I have to, to bring her. So like I'm trying to manage her. Mm-hmm. She's actually really easy. I need to give her more credit. Yeah. You know, she would just sit there. Yeah. But her while doing everything, then the picture is not even being worth it. It's like, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. This is like complete utter waste of Yeah. I never time, do a but... shoot where they show me a photo and I don't like the hair or I don't like the yeah. makeup. And I won't actually even do any shoots usually anymore where I'm not in charge of both hair and makeup because yeah. I want control over the quality of how it looks from the front and the back. Um, mm-hmm. And so unless I specifically know the makeup artist already, you know, so it's a lot of it is asking for as many details as you possibly can. And then I'll tell them, okay, if I'm going to commit to this shoot, here's the look that I want to add to my portfolio. Yeah, it's so smart. Does this fit with your vision? And we have that whole conversation prior to. And then my biggest problem always ends up being where they've their model has backed out and they've had to replace the model last minute. Yes. And then that no longer works. Um, but I also I have like extensions in every shade because Mm -hmm. I sell extensions to my brides. So I have like a full set in like 12 different shades that I can use and then I can like mix and match to add like a low light or a highlight or whatever. Um, so I, I bring my extensions and then I have a whole shit ton of accessories that I'll bring yeah. and it'll be like, okay, I have jewelry, I have accessories, I have hair extensions. Like I have a closet full of dresses. Like if there's anything that goes wrong last minute with a shoot, I can literally show up with my van and be like, I got a problem or I got a solution to fix that. You know, like yeah. we're not wasting time today because I committed to this. So yeah. we're going to 100% make it work. So. I always feel like whenever you're running even a business or a style shoot or anything, like the best thing that you could do is find people who are the best at what they can do and let them fly. Mm-hmm. Don't – oh, I mean like oversee it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the most part, let them fly yeah. and do what they're good at and then everything will just yeah. blend beautifully together. Yeah. Well, I will let you get back to your little ones. Since thank little you. Guy is awake now. So thank you again so much. Um, I hope thank everybody you. listening got a ton of valuable information about, you know, setting boundaries and how becoming a parent or becoming a parent for a second time can kind of shift our priorities and our business and um, help us to reevaluate and uh, set better boundaries or or set more boundaries. Um, So thank you so much for being here today. It was wonderful. 
Thank you. I feel like we went on a lot of little side tangents we there, did, but I hope that but, you know, some people listen to it and they're like, yes, yes. Hopefully like, nobody's scared by the fact that it's going to be like an, an hour and a half recording. They'll be like, oh my God, 90 minutes. But hopefully I think we've, you know, we've provided a lot good. of value. We've been fairly interesting. Yep. I've been chuckling. So, you know. I think it's going to be one yeah. of those ones where people that are listening will end it feeling validated and heard exactly. and like, yes, yes, oh my God, I feel the same way. Yes. So went in talking about motherhood and left talking oh, about everything. Exactly. Exactly. And this is a perfect episode to listen to if you got a long drive to a wedding or on a way yes. home for a wedding, you'd be like, oh yes. All right. Let this, yes. let this be the one that I listen to on the way home from a stressful wedding where I'm like, yes, I'm not alone. So perfect. All right. Well, you have a good one, hon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.